Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, March 23rd edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'll be taking you guys through the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. Well, I hope you guys are doing okay. I mean, we've all been kind of holed up in our forts the last week or so. Um, it's just a really weird time still. Uh, very minimal social contact, if anything. Um, I've been leaving my house at the minimum, you know, groceries and beer, important stuff like that, the essentials. And that's about it. Uh, I really haven't seen my friends or anything like that. Uh, you got to be careful at times like this, right? It, it's nuts. And I know that everyone else is going through their own hard time right now. It's just, it's a crazy time. Um, my bowling leagues are all canceled. Uh, work's definitely not as uh, busy as it has been. The workload's definitely uh, dwindled a little bit lately. And there hasn't been any sports to watch, which sucks. There's been very, very little MMA. There has been a little bit, but very little. So it's just been a really rough time. And I titled this episode the uh, corona, the latest UFC coronavirus update. So there really isn't one. That's the truth. They're, they're still in the holding pattern like the rest of the world. You know, Dana White, uh, he did an interview with Aaron last week and basically said that the plan is still to do Tony Ferguson versus Habib somewhere in the world. But as it gets closer to that April 18th day. I just have a hard time seeing the UFC pulling this one off, you know, and Dana White is very, um, he's, he's always a go-getter and he's always trying to, to do things even when other people are trying to stop him. Like, you know, when the UFC was in, in its dark era, uh, Dana White was trying to get it out of that and make it a mainstream sport. And he helped make it become that um, very instrumental in that happening. But, you know, this is a fight Dana can't win. It's a fight that the sports leagues can't win. And right now, the UFC, just like every other major sport league, sports league, even minor sports league in the world, is just in a holding pattern. So it's it's weird. You know, I didn't expect to be talking about this yet again. Um, this is just a crazy, crazy time in human history. I think it's a very unique time where I wouldn't even say lucky to, to be witnessing this, but, you know, years down the road, people look at the history books and wonder what living in this era was like. And it's it's very strange. Uh, even walking down the street and going take my dogs for a walk, you know, it's weird. You don't really see anyone on the street. Um, and even if you do, people don't want to get too close to you. And it's totally understandable. Like the other day I went to, I went to Best Buy and stood in line uh, waiting for Animal Crossing. You couldn't even go in the store. Someone had to go inside and grab the game for you. And they had these posts that were like a meter apart saying, you know, don't get too close to someone. So it, it's just a very weird time. But uh, you know, uh, the good thing is um, there is a little bit that I made to talk about today because there was a cage warriors event. So I will be able to talk about that and a little bit of news as well. So um, the first thing I want to say is, uh, like I said, there hasn't really been much of a response from the UFC. I just did an article for MMA Rings on net that should come out hopefully today. And I basically just said the UFC's response has not been good enough. You know, uh, again, the UFC was not bracing for this. No one was. But at the same time, it's been a couple of weeks now and still no word on compensation for the fighters, which definitely bothers me. Um, Bellator, that was the first thing they did. They said, we're going to pay our fighters. We're going to pay our officials, everything like that. They're going to make their money. Um, with the UFC, we still have not heard a thing. And from the fighters that have spoken up about it, like Leon Edwards, Ashley Evans Smith, and a few other fighters, they were supposed to find the London card. They just said that they haven't heard anything yet. Um, you would hope the UFC would do the right thing and pay them at least their show money because training camps cost money. Uh, just taking time, you know, to train and pay your coaches that costs money. So the UFC should definitely compensate on something. I understand it's not the UFC's fault this happened either, but at the same time, like you got to help your your fighters out. The fight there's there'd be no UFC if there wasn't the fighters, right? I just feel like the UFC just needs to take care of them a little better. Um, again, this is a very unique situation. I don't know if there's been a card like this where it's been canceled and they haven't been able to like move the fights to other cards. Cards have been canceled in the past. Uh, the Dan Henderson and uh, 
John Jones card that was canceled as well. Um, the uh, the Jose Aldo and Chad Mendes card that was canceled as well. But those fights were moved, right? Same with like the card at Singapore that was canceled a few years ago. Um, and the card uh, that was supposed to happen in Anaheim last year, again, a card that was canceled, fights were moved. In this situation, they can't move the fights. That's why I think they should take uh, just a new approach to this and pay the guy, pay the girls and guys their show money at least. At the very least, uh, you know, the Reebok money would be nice too, but if they don't do that, fair enough. But even that, I think that's fighters' money. You know, the Reebok's paying them to wear their stuff, and I think the UFC shouldn't be keeping that money. So to me, it's like this money's already been lost for these events. And I understand the UFC's losing money from the gate and everything like that, but they should at least pay their show money. It just bothers me a lot that the UFC has not said anything about it. I just think it's a lack of leadership. I think it's being cheap. And I understand there was that story the other day saying that, uh, you know, the UFC, uh, their this this whole um, coronavirus uh, crisis could lead to a financial crisis, which would really impact WME, IMG. And I get that. But at the same time, the fighters are life blood of the company you got to give them something here this is crazy it's been two weeks and nothing about compensation whereas bellator again right away said we're paying our fighters and the ufc is a far superior organization to bellator as far as the fights as far as the production as far as the show goes but that's something where bellator actually was a step up on the ufc um got a comment here from cia ran to 2017 50 200 people died from choking and their food in the u.s 3,405 deaths so far in China the past six months. No new cases past three days. I did see that there there has been uh, tapering off of China. That's great. I really like to hear that. But look at Italy, man. Italy's not doing good. One of our writers at BJ Penn, Al Zolino, he lives in Italy. And he tells us daily in the chat room, like, just how crazy it is over there and people dying all the time. And, you know, you can't even leave your house. They're on a curfew right now. So you can only leave to, like, take your dog for a walk. That's it. You can't leave your house otherwise. And I guess go to work, too. But still, it's crazy. So I know what you're saying. I get it, man. Like, there's a lot of things that kill people. I get that. But this is extremely uh, serious, obviously. And um, people that are a lot smarter than me as far as med medicine go uh, really believe that this thing spreads quickly, right? So, you know, again, I'm I'm like you, man. Like, I haven't been super, super worried, especially at first. I was like, this is nothing. But the more, you know, time goes by, you start to realize that this is pretty serious. Like, uh, you know, where I live in Toronto, like, there's, we're starting to get a few more cases. Uh, there was a guy at uh, one of the local Best Buys, not the one I bought my Animal Crossing from, by the way, but another one close by that apparently was sick. They shut the whole Best Buy down and, uh, you know, definitely some other people uh, in Ontario that have died as well. So it's 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 definitely serious. I know you're saying like there's lots of things that kill people every day, you know, like just innocent things, right? But this is something definitely that uh, the whole world's on watch for. So, you know, again, it's it's something I, uh, we're, we're just in a holding pattern right now, so it's kind of hard to talk about it, but it's definitely affected, obviously, MMA, so it has to be talked about. Um, and it's, it's affected the podcast. This is going to be my only podcast until Friday, so I'll do two weeks right now. Um, hopefully that doesn't get cut down. I, I, I want to do five personally, you know, I want to do six, but uh, right now it's going to be two. So today and Friday. So I'm going to get everything out that I want to talk about today. And, you know, I got to give Conor McGregor some credit. He's really like stepped up with the leadership role here. And he's been uh, posting all the time about, uh, you know, being vigilant and, and, you know, making sure to like wash your hands and stuff. And same with Max Holloway he had a great post about that last week. And, and Conor uh, prayed for Italy and all the Italians and just really uh, praised the country and, and just, gave them some his prayers, you know, which was kind of cool. But uh, obviously, you know, that, that country has been hit hard. That country, Italy has been hit harder than any other country. And you compare the, the population of China to Italy. I mean, it's, there's so many more people live in China and less deaths. That's, 
that's pretty crazy that Italy's actually had more dust. It's really sad. Um, and again, one of our writers at BJ Penn lives there, and you know, I'm hearing about it all the time. So it's it's really sad stuff. Anyways, let's get some MMA talks. We start being so depressed because I'm feeling really depressed just talking about this guys. It's crazy, right? Like you can't leave your house. And also, I woke up this morning, it was snowing outside, which is insane because it was been so nice lately. The weather, like I, I've been walking around with shorts on, taking like I said, the few time that I left my house, taking the dog for a walk, walking around in shorts, and now it's like snowing outside. So it's nuts here. Let's talk about Cage Warriors, though, because there was a Cage Warriors card in the weekend, and uh, I did check out a few of the fights. I didn't watch the whole card, um, but from what I saw, it was pretty good. So uh, the most notable fight for the UFC, as far as UFC fans go, I should say, the main event, Bartosz Fabinski and Stan Seward. I was surprised how this fight played out. Bartosz Fabinski is a welterweight normally, and he took on Darren Seward, who was a pretty big middleweight, and was able to take him down and hold him on the ground pretty much for the whole fight. There was like a slicing elbow in the first round that cut uh, Fabinski open from Stewart on the ground. But other than that, Fabinski just took him down, held him on the ground, and won. It was kind of a lame prey fight. It was kind of a boring fight. But he did what he had to do to win. I mean, to me, this is like a UFC fight. I know it was in Cage Warriors, but it's a UFC fight. So to me, this is actually a really good win for Fabinski. It's probably the best win in his career. And for Stewart, I mean, coming off the win over Duran win, to lose to a guy like Fabinski who's smaller than him, that's that's not a good loss. Um, definitely, you know, lowers his stock. But at the same time, again, such a weird week. You got to give these guys some sort of credit here because they've been flip-flopping all week. So it's been pretty nuts. But yeah, good for Fabinski, man. I mean, again, this isn't officially a UFC fight, but to me, it, it kind of is. And uh, this should definitely raise a stock a bit as far as the UFC matchmakers go. Some of the other fights on the card, they're definitely worth talking about. Uh, Mason Jones defeated Joe McColgan via first-round knockout to win the uh, Cage Warriors lightweight belt. So good for Mason Jones. 9-0 now. Um, I definitely expect this guy to be called up by the UFC at some point. Um, not anytime soon, obviously, because there's no events going on. But I would say, you know, maybe his next fight or maybe and maybe he takes one more fight in Cage Warriors and then gets the call up. But definitely this kid's close. Um, you know, I'm not saying McColgan's like a great fighter. He's only 6-3 and three for sure. But at the same time, you know, just the fact this guy's 9-0 now the champion in Cage Warriors Generally, Cage Warriors champions do get called up to either the UFC or Bellator. So I definitely feel like Mason Jones, there's definitely a very good shot in the future he can get called up. The other notable fight in the car would be Patty Pimblett defeating uh, Decky Dalton via first round TKO. So good for Pimblett. Bounces back. He hasn't won in a while. Good for him. 15-3 now in his career. A guy that was maybe um, very highly touted for a while, I should say, and, and maybe a little bit overrated, but uh, definitely a guy that possibly could get some more interest from the UFC or Bellator, especially Bellator, I think, doing all their events in Europe. This is a guy that they could sign, but he's got to start winning some fights, and this was definitely a step in the right direction. And some other fights in the card worth mentioning the other results. Uh, David Bear defeats Nathan Jones by decision. Perry Andre Goodwin defeats Steve Amable via decision. Connor Hingit defeats Darren O'Gorman via second-round TKO. Third-round TKO, excuse me. Uh, Adam Amar Singe defeats Jake Bond via first-round knockout. Jamie Richardson defeats Matthew Bonner via decision. James Hendon via, defeats Chris Edwards via decision. Aiden Steven defeats Jack Collins via first-round TKO. And the lone submission on the card goes to Kingsley Crawford against Lewis Monarch in a catchweight bout uh, second-round submission. So a lot of finishes on this card. I know it was not the greatest card in the world, but definitely something at least to get our minds off what's going on. Uh, around the world so i know a lot of people were tuning into this and i know there was like a card in russia as well which i didn't get a chance to watch but uh they had odds for that as well and i saw some people tweeting about k1 which i didn't get a chance to watch but that's pretty cool that they at least had an event although again i'm not saying it's the right thing to do i think at this time you know there probably shouldn't be any events but it's not my decision so you know as someone who's sitting at home with not as much to do as i usually do 
um, it's it's a nice instruction to have for sure. I got a question from CIA Rand. Will Tony versus Beep happen this year? I would say it happens this year. I don't think it's going to happen next month, man. You know, I hate to be a downer because I want to see this fight more than anyone. Like, I've been wanting to see this fight for years. I think this is the fourth time they've booked it, right? It's an incredible fight on paper. And we were all talking about this, like, please put these guys in bubble wrap so they'll get hurt. Well, it's not their fault this time. No one got hurt. Just that there's too much happening in the world. So I'm hearing that uh, I saw it today on Twitter that United Arab Emirates, they closed down their, uh, they're going to restrict their travel. So I don't see this fight happening in Dubai. Um, I don't, I don't think it happens next month. You know, I think it gets pushed back a little bit. Um, I do think it will happen this year though. I would hope. I just think that card's going to get canceled completely. I know that right now Brooklyn said they're not going to allow it in New York. Dana White's still adamant they're going to find somewhere to do that fight, but I just can't see it happening. I mean, at some point they're going to shut down all these gyms. And I know that like Khabib in his case, AKA is only open. Like I think two hours a day and he's the only guy in there training right now. Uh, as far as Tony goes, I'm not even sure. I'm assuming he's training on his own. Like he does it all the time, but uh, at some point, I mean, these, even these gyms might be closed down as well. I just feel like if you're a fighter on one of these cards coming up, like how are you even training properly right now? How are you training for a fight where it, your career could be on the line? It's just kind of nuts. Right? So again, the one day card's been canceled. Columbus card that's supposed to happen next week. That's not happening. The Portland card two weeks later, that's not happening. Uh, the Brooklyn card is not happening. And then there's the part of Nebraska. And I don't think that's going to happen either. Quite frankly, that's April 25th, if I'm not mistaken. I don't see that fight happening either. And then May 2nd is in Oklahoma city. And that one's up in the air as well. And as well as quite frankly, UFC 250 in Rio uh, or in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I think that's up in the air too. That's May 11th, if I'm not mistaken, something like that. May 9th, May 9th, I should say. So there's definitely uh, a couple of cards coming aboard. It's just super questionable right now. And again, you know, I understand from the UFC's point of view, like they don't want to go and say like, we're going to cancel these cards. They want some hope. Like they want the fans to believe that these are going to happen. But again, this is a fight Dana can't win. You can't push the government to change anything for the UFC. Like it's just, it's, it's up really like, I would say, 99% not going to happen, you know, as far as Tony Habib goes next month. I don't think it's going to happen at all. There's always that slight hope, but I, I just don't see it happening. Can you share Doji? What's going on, man? Tony versus Habib should be held in Wuhan, China, since there's no newly infected officially from Chinese government most. Yeah, I know you're making a joke there because it came from there. But, yeah, at the same time, I don't know. I know it's been a few days, like CIA Rand said, but uh, who knows, like, what we see today or tomorrow as far as the news goes. Um, just going through some other news here. Uh, Nico Price, who is one of my favorite fighters to watch in the welterweight division, he's re-upped the UFC for four more fights. So that's great. His fight, next fight is actually against Muslim Salikov at UFC Nebraska. But, again, I just don't see that fight happening. Um, that's supposed to happen in, like, three weeks from now. I just can't see that happening. That would be the first fight in his new deal. And this guy is really underrated, in my opinion. Uh, 6-3 and one no contest to the UFC. All his wins by stoppage. All his losses by stoppage, too. But coming off a nice win over James Vick by knockout. It's a beautiful win with an up kick. And he also has that win over Randy Brown from the bottom, too. So this guy is a very dangerous dude. I uh, love watching a fight. Well-deserved four-fight deal with the UFC. Corey Sanhagen, uh, he spoke to Aaron the other day, and he said that Dominic Cruz has turned down a fight against him. Cruz doesn't want to fight in that card in San Diego, and that's another card that, quite frankly, could be canceled as well, unfortunately. Uh, Poirier and Hooker, the main eventers of the card, they were going uh, kind of back and forth on social media, but like really respectfully basically saying, like, take care of your family, and we'll 
you know, basically rebook this fight whenever it's possible. I can't see that happening either. I mean, the fighters are even kind of like admitting at this point that this is probably not going to happen. I don't even know if they're allowed to train right now. I have no idea. I mean, these guys can probably sneak in at night and stuff. I don't know how it's going to work, but I don't think they're getting the same training as they normally do. Um, and Dominic Cruz, apparently, yeah, he doesn't want this fight. I can't blame him, though, like really in general. Like Corey Sanhagen is a beast, and he's younger, and he's faster, and he's more dangerous. Cruz definitely more experienced, for sure, at a higher level. But at the same time, Corey Sanhagen is just a beast. Corey Sanhagen, um, he's saying that if it's not going to be Cruz, he, he does want uh, Algerine Sterling, um, which would be a great fight. We know Peter Yad is supposed to fight Marlon Moraes in Kazakhstan in June. As far as I know, that's fight's still happening so we'll see what happens in june i mean it's kind of far off but not really but yeah i think san hagen versus sterling makes so much more sense and you can do dominic cruz against frank yeager i think that's a fight that makes sense Henan Barrow apparently signed with serbian battle championship that's the same promotion that has like junior albini and a couple other former ufc guys but uh Henan Barrow has now denied the report serbian battle championship himself released the news and now Barrow is saying that's not true so who knows what's going on here, but he definitely was at their last event. There's a picture of him wearing their uniform or whatever. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it'd be a good signing for them because he's a big name and stuff, but uh, definitely a guy who struggled. He's on a five-fight losing skid. He's lost eight of his last ten fights. He's not the same guy he once was. But he is a big name, and I think, for an up-and-coming promotion, it's a good signing. But at the same time, I mean, it's not like he's going to be fighting anytime soon, right? So... Let's just see if there's any other news here. But again, it's you know it's slim pickings right now. Um, I did see that uh, Tito Ortiz was talking about that uh, test that he failed for. He said it was a muscle relaxant, but it was eventually overturned again. So it was overturned to a no decision, and then it was overturned back to a win for him against Alberto Del Rio, which again was a joke of a fight. But muscle relaxant, apparently his doctor prescribed it to him, and people were making the joke, what muscle relaxant is it? But yeah. So that's one thing, but uh, there's not there's not a ton, you know. As we know, let's see if there's any odds out for new fights. Take a look here. Um, even that's like slim picking. As odd makers don't want to release too much. They've taken down the odds for the uh, the next couple cards, of course, because they were canceled. Um, there's still a few odds up for 249, and the main event for Nebraska's up as well as the card in Oklahoma City, but. That's about it. I don't really expect the Ozmakers to be going too crazy right now. They're obviously bored themselves. They want to put in some lines, but uh, yeah, there's not too much going on there. Anyways, I think I'm going to end it now. Uh, again, guys, I'll be back Friday for the next edition of this podcast. So got three days off here. I hope you guys, again, stay safe and, and uh, you know, just do everything your part not to, uh, you know, catch this or, or spread it. So uh, once again, guys, thanks for tuning in. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamMartin, and I'm also available at MMAOddsBreaker.com, BJPen.com, MMARatings.net, and I'll be back Friday. But in the meantime, just follow me on Twitter for any sort of update. Guys, have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.